intros because I recorded this podcast over two different occasions and I wanted to give you guys a little update slash background on it. So yes, I'm about to finally give you all my birth story and my experience with motherhood and I'm not gonna lie, it is definitely a little bit all over the place and hence why I named the episode Please Excuse my dear mom brain, it's a play on, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally, if you know about that, you know, get educated or whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, I hope that despite my mom, my scattered mom brain, that y'all could still get some gems from this and hear my story. And I look forward to recording more episodes of the podcast, y'all. Thank you for your patience and your support. So without further ado, hey, here everyone, go. welcome to another episode of Get Up 10. This is your host, Ginger, and I'm super excited to continue on this podcast journey with you guys you know what i heard the other day i heard that the average podcast is only like 10 episodes and then people quit or something like that and you know what i got more than 10 episodes so i guess i'm doing pretty good but i wanted to do my podcast on motherhood which i had put out there that i was going to do a while ago but (laughs) it's motherhood so i haven't gotten around to it yet but i have baby girl on my um, chest right now and she's pretty calm so hopefully we can get this done and I had notes for this episode but that was when I first tried to record this episode like weeks ago I'm not really sure where those notes are anymore so I'm just gonna go off the top of my head and I hope that you guys enjoy this and learn from this and I'm just gonna trust and believe that everything that needs to be said will be said and if I don't say it it wasn't for this episode So, yes, I have been a mom for almost three months now, and it has been a lot. I wanted to say incredible, but I don't know. Like, it has been incredible, but it's also been hard, but it's also completely worth it. It's just every single emotion you can imagine, like, packaged into one. So, I will start with my birth story, I guess. So the last couple of weeks leading up to her birth were crazy because I went to the doctor and they thought that there's just so many things. Like I was emotional when I went to the doctor, so therefore my blood pressure was a little high. And so when they saw that and then just, I guess, some of like my urine results at the time, because I don't think I had eaten this particular day. Um, so my urine looked a little funky, so they just, like, assumed that I had preeclampsia, and then when they did the ultrasound, um, she was looking small, so they, but at the same time, like, her umbilical cord was looking good, and her fluid was looking good on the inside, so they just thought that she was small and possibly not getting all of the nutrients that she needed on the inside, so, given all those circumstances that they thought were happening, notice I said thought, because nobody knows what's going on inside the womb, but God, um, they made the decision to induce me, and so for the last couple weeks of my pregnancy, I was going to the doctor every couple of days for stress tests, which, if you don't know what that is, is just when they basically listen to the baby's heart rate. And they watch if you have any contractions. And then every time you feel your baby move, you press a button, kind of like you're on a game show. (laughs) And that marks that the baby has moved. And then they can look at that movement in correlation to 
the your uterus contractions or lack thereof and the baby's heart rate and all that kind of good stuff just to make sure that the baby is able to tolerate stress because birth is stressful <laughs> so we were doing that and then I was getting I got some extra ultrasounds of her which is always fun because it's always fun to see your baby pictures of your baby before they come out so I had like all that going on but it all just ended up well like it was so crazy God used the ultrasound technician to speak to me you know like she just spoke words over me and my child um and that was just incredible like I knew from the moment that I walked into my OB GYN that I liked the place but now looking back I know that it was more than just me liking it like I really feel like God's hand was on my life even just by being there and that was just evident in the end when I would get ultrasounds to worship music and be told that I'm not alone in the season where I needed it the most it was just crazy so anyways they chose to induce me just because they wanted to get her out sooner than later just in case something was wrong you know you don't want to play around with that so she came out at 37 weeks and five days four days I don't really remember anymore but yeah so before I went to the hospital I was like running errands that morning you know it was just crazy that just that realization of like my life is never about to be the same again I'm going into this hospital with my husband together and we're coming out with another person like it's just surreal so I was running errands and then we we were supposed to like nap and then go into the hospital in the afternoon but how can you nap when you're about to have a baby so I definitely was not about to do that I was just hype I was all over the place I was probably doing too much whatever anyways so then we're like planning I'm packing I got my I waited mad long to pack my hospital bag I waited till like the week before my induction or maybe a few days I don't know I even kept forgetting about it whatever don't be like me um I checked my baby because she's sleeping anyways okay back to the story so yeah I got my hospital bag packed and you know after the hospital bag is packed it's all about priorities so you already know next we was planning what food we're gonna get what snacks we're gonna get so I'm not gonna lie y'all my induction was scheduled for three o'clock I think yeah three o'clock and I was definitely in Chipotle at three o'clock but I mean it was across the street and we were just running behind because my husband decided he wanted to play video games up until the last minute and then take a shower and then pack his bag I don't know anyways I can't explain these men so yeah, and then we went to the store because we had to load up on sweet tea and chips and I don't even remember. And after the store, we went to Chipotle and then I casually strolled into the hospital like, hi, I'm here for an induction <laughs> with my bag of Chipotle. And then they the um, labor and delivery unit was pretty empty. So we had we got to pick what room we wanted and... 
So we did, and then we got into the room, and they took my uh, license, like my identification for my insurance and everything, and then nothing happened for like an hour or two. I'm not even lying. Like, we were just eating Chipotle. My husband fell asleep. I was probably on Facebook or something. I don't know. Nothing happened. And then my nurse came in, and she was like, oh, they didn't come in yet? And I was like, uh, no. But, you know, I'm also a nurse, so I know how it goes. And um, labor and delivery is, like, all or nothing. Like, either nothing is happening or everything is happening. So, you know, it is what it is. So I stuffed my face with Chipotle. I'm chilling, waiting on my midwife. They come in. They're like, yeah, I think I was one centimeter dilated. So that means... My body was preparing for labor, but not actually actively ready for labor like that, you know. Um, so because of that, they decided to use a balloon catheter. I don't know. The idea is, okay, in layman's terms, they used a, let's just say a water balloon to help my cervix to open up. So they did that at first, and this is TMI, but also this is what you guys want to hear. So I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna keep it real with you guys. In high school, when I got my period, it used to be really bad. Like I would get cramps and nausea, and it was bad. And my body like went back to that. So when they started inducing me by that means by the balloon my body went back to high school and I just started throwing up so yep that chipotle all came back up it was not pretty and me like before I came into the hospital I had my little birth plan and I didn't want to take any medication at all I was determined to do it all natural other than the pitocin that they were going to give me to induce of course because that's required but other than that I didn't want any medication but I just kept throwing up and throwing up and throwing up. And my nurse felt bad. So she was like, hey, do you want some nausea medication? Because we don't want you to keep throwing up like this. And so I was like, all right. So I took the nausea medication. And you know what? It's crazy because when I got to the hospital, I was like, so can I order dinner for later or not? Nah? Because I was just completely naive to like what my body was about to go through. Yeah, so uh, I never ordered that dinner tray. <laughs> it wouldn't have lasted anyways. So they gave me medicine for nausea and then they slow, they kind of like let me chill again because they thought that I was going to order that dinner tray. And so they were giving me time to do that. But when I told them that that wasn't happening, that's when they were like, all right. So then they hooked up my IV to the Pitocin, which is the uh, medication that, well, it's a hormone that your body makes naturally. So they kind of just, they have a, obviously not natural version that they give to you to, it sets off the whole chain of events to induce labor, if you don't know. So they started my Pitocin, and they started off real slow, and then they just keep increasing it and increasing it and increasing it. So they started my Pitocin at 8 o'clock at night, and you know, it wasn't bad at first. I did a little bit of labor preparation, but barely anything. So when those contractions hit, it wasn't that bad at first because, you know, I got, I'd got i like to think I have a high pain tolerance and I'm a tough cookie and all that. I 
always a student athlete. I've always had a high pain tolerance. Like, at least this is what I'm told, you know? So I had, like, some type of faith in myself. So the contractions would come, and I would just, I would go through it, you know? And then I would say, I don't even remember the complete timeline because it's been a little bit. But, yeah, they started my Pitocin at 8. And then the contractions started getting more stronger and more frequent. But I was determined to push through. So then as the night went on, I think around 3 o'clock in the morning. I feel like something happened at midnight, but I literally can't remember. So I know for a fact that at 3 o'clock in the morning, my water broke. And it was such an interesting feeling because you know when you have like gas going through your body? I felt like I had one strong forceful gas go off in me but then I felt like the gushing because at first I was like oh dang I got some gas but then when I felt the gushing I was like oh that wasn't gas that was your water breaking and so it was kind of just like yeah like a balloon popped and all this water came out but like I don't know I can't even describe this stuff you know it's like if you know you know and if you don't don't just base birth on my experience because I don't know what I'm saying (laughs) but yeah so my water broke spontaneously at three o'clock in the morning and then my contractions started to get really bad but I would just like I was taking all of my tension out on the bed um my husband was pretty much asleep the whole entire time (laughs) until the end and so I, I wouldn't I wasn't bothering him for the contractions at first I was just, like, squeezing the heck out of the hospital bed. And then um, the contractions started to get really bad. And I did not want, although I wanted to do birth as naturally as possible because that's what my body was created to do, I realized that there's no sense in suffering unnecessarily. So I let them give me some pain medication. It was an IV pain medication, not like anything hardcore like epidural. Um, And honestly, I don't even think that that made the pain better. I just feel like it made me super drowsy because my pain was bad. And then at some point, I was like waking up my husband. I would like slap him awake and then like let him know the contractions going on. He's like in and out of sleep, poor thing. So then I realized like me like waking up my husband violently because I'm going through contraction is not helping anything so then I went back to kind of just dealing with them by myself while he slept (laughs) and then it got to the point where I couldn't I was just so drowsy from the pain medication and then the contractions were happening so frequently and I was like in and out of it mentally I don't know if it's because I was so tired or the medication or both whatever so at that point, I was I didn't know if I was if the last contraction was ending or the next one was starting because that's how frequent things were starting to happen. And I just knew that the pain was getting to a point where I couldn't handle it anymore. So like I said, no point in suffering. So I was about to tap out, like get me to epidural. It's like seven o'clock in the morning at this point. So almost 12 hours. And I just I was like, I don't know how much longer I'm going to have to go through this for. But if it's going to be longer, like, just give me the epidural. But 
if you know anything about the medical world, 7 a.m. is shift change time. So I requested the epidural with the night nurse before she went home. And then because of how things happen, when the anesthesiologist for the day came on, he chose to go to the OR instead of to me. So I was still there like suffering. I was just at that point where it's like, I'm not going to make it. I can't do this anymore. Everything hurts. There was no comfortable position. I could barely hold myself up. Like it was just too much. Um, So then my midwife comes in and she was like, all right, you're going to have to stay still for us to get this epidural. And I was just like, I can't. I I was so embarrassed. I thought I was going to die. Like it was, oh my gosh. Anyways. So she was like, all right, let me check and see if you're where the baby's head is at. So she, or just actually not even, she checked to see how dilated I was. Cause depending on, you know, where things are at, we can make some decisions. So she checked my cervix and the baby's head was there. And at that moment, it was like that feeling. I don't know if you guys are runners, but like when you get to that last straightaway or you're about to end your marathon or whatever, like that runner's high, I got that. Like all of a sudden, like I'm not going to say all the pain was gone. Actually, I'm not going to lie. Like it, it, it felt like my pain kind of disappeared and I was just able to take all my mental energy and focus into pushing my baby girl out because I knew she was a little baby. <laughs> so I figured it wouldn't take too long. And that's kind of how it went. Like I think I pushed her out. I forgot the exact time. I want to say nine minutes. I don't know. It only took me a couple minutes to push her out because I put everything into those pushes. And apparently it takes first time moms like hours of pushing, but it did not take me that because I need to get that girl out. And that's what happened. Like I pushed her out and then I put her on my chest. We delayed the cord clamping a little bit and I just began. I did not cry. (laughs) She cried, though, and I was so relieved to hear that. And then I just sang, sang worship music over her. Um, I forgot the name of the song, but it says, It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise. And I just felt like that was the appropriate song to sing because my baby girl has breath in her lungs, and that's all because of God. So I had to give all the praise and credit and glory where it is due um so yeah that's kind of how it went down (laughs) and then she came out five pounds 14 ounces my goal was to get her in um to get her to six pounds once I found out they were going to induce me but you know I was just shy of that so no complaints on my end and I had no expectations for my child as far as how they were going to look. I was just like happy to have a human. (laughs) So when she came out so cute, I was like, I still to this day, I'm just like, God, like you not to do it like this. Like you really hooked it up. My daughter is (laughs) beautiful. And like every time we go to anywhere, everybody's like, oh, she's so cute. She's so beautiful. And you can tell like they're not just saying it to say it like she literally is adorable. Um, yeah, so that's my birth story, and as of today that I'm recording this podcast, she is not yet three months, so, but a little bit more than two and a half months, so I've been doing this motherhood thing for a couple weeks now, and I'm not gonna lie, in the beginning, it was rough, the recovery was rough, because 
I am very ambitious. <laughs> I always think like, oh, it took that person XYZ time. I'm going to do better. So I remember like after I had her, like after a couple of days of giving birth, I was like brave and wanted to go to Walmart to get out the house. And I almost died. Like I went storming into Walmart, power walking. You can't tell me nothing. By the time we were leaving Walmart, I could like barely stand up. I had a whole fever. Um, I barely got into my car and my husband was like, you need to, you need to chill. Like you need to sit down, take something for that fever and rest. It was bad. And it's crazy because I actually spiked the fever twice after having her, not to mention the headaches that you get from sleep deprivation. I'm not a headache girl, but I definitely got some headaches. I spiked a fever twice. Um, I don't know what was going on with my throat, but like, y'all, it wasn't coronavirus, but like, I think the air conditioning or lack therefore, actually, no, I didn't even have air conditioning in my house because it broke. We had fans and my house was just super humid. And I think that air irritated my throat. So on top of trying to recover from giving birth, I had this whole cough going on and it was just terrible. And then technically, like I could have gone to an ER or a doctor with the symptoms I was displaying after giving birth, but I didn't want to because of COVID. Like, and then as a nurse, you kind of know like, oh, they're just going to take my vitals and give me some Tylenol and whatever. So what what am I going to go expose myself, leave my child for when I can do that at home? But it was embarrassing. Even when I did my first follow-up visit, which was more of a mental health check-in, um, it was I didn't even want to tell them that I had fevers twice, two isolated incidents, nothing crazy, because of COVID, which is so sad. I know a lot of people feel the same way about seeking medical care these days. Like They'd just rather not then put themselves at risk but yeah nobody prepared me how for how rough the recovery would be I mean on the bright side like since I gave birth vaginally and I didn't have an epidural or anything I was up and walking pretty soon after giving birth and it got better and better like every time I would go to get up and what else oh yeah and then I'm breastfeeding so I lost 20 pounds in like two weeks after I had her, which was pretty cool. Although I got super skinny and I was like in my head about that because I like to be fit. Um, But I don't know, like I just feel so fulfilled as a mother. Like this is, I wanted this baby so bad. And now that she's here, like, of course, naturally, like, yes, sometimes I'm so super exhausted. I remember like when my daughter was a couple days old I was so tired and my mom was like literally holding her up to my boob to feed her (laughs) and I was asleep um but yeah you know there's those moments but overall like it is my honor and pleasure to be her mother and to wake up at three o'clock in the morning while she when she's crying and like pick her up and just to watch her grow every day and progress and talk and smile she doesn't know how to laugh yet when she's awake like she'll laugh in her sleep but she doesn't quite know how to do it when she's awake yet but I was thinking like what does that tell us about the importance of laughter that she knows to do it subconsciously let that marinate in your spirit just think about that (laughs) um yeah and then I feel like 
I don't know. Like when I would go for my doctor's visits after she was born, everybody's like, wow, like you're doing great. And I'm thinking like, oh, thanks. Like I'm just being a mom. And I guess not everybody has as good of a transition to motherhood as I did. But I also have to shout out my mom because it's I feel like she set the stage, set the example for me. So when you when your mom is amazing, I feel like for me personally, like, I mean, she set the example. So I'm just following it. This is just what we do. It just comes natural, you know. And then I I know that it's going to there's levels to motherhood. And I feel like this is level one. So I've been handling the eating, the sleeping, and the pooping. And I know the difference between all of her cries so far. So I feel like I'm doing pretty good. Level one. <laughs> um, Yeah. There's so many. You definitely do. It is an eye-opener. You do learn so much through motherhood. Like, there are certain things that my parents did for me or to me, however you want to think about it, that as a child, I didn't understand it. It frustrated me. But now that I'm a parent, I understand it, and I have more grace or forgiveness towards my parents because I get it now. I could have never gotten it as a child, but as a parent, I do. And let me tell you, <laughs> parenthood definitely tests your patience. I never consider myself a patient person, but... I think my daughter and every other human being deserves patience. But if I have to give patience to anybody, it's definitely my daughter. You, it's just a whole new experience. Like, you're going to fail. Like, you're going to make mistakes. But you learn quick because you don't want to make the same mistakes over and over. Let me tell you that. And it's just simple things like, what do I pack in the baby bag? Or that mistake of not getting the next diaper ready to go when you're changing her and then <laughs> you have a mess like little things like that and I don't know I just as I look at my daughter I just wonder about how God sees us as his children it's just such a beautiful new perspective that you gain when you become a parent so I hope that gives you guys a little bit of insight Oh, yeah. Also, let me tell you, there is no planning, scheduling, whatever. Like everything about my life runs on my daughter's timeline now. Like I'll be ready to go and she'll be like, nope, I'm hungry. And the next thing I know, half an hour later, like here we are. But I'm working on it for the important things. Because one time I was late to the doctor and then it added on a whole nother hour to our visit. So <laughs> learned that lesson quick. Never late to the doctor again. But yeah, every day is something new. I love every day, every morning, even if I'm tired and not ready to wake up. My daughter is so freaking happy in the morning that it makes it easier to get out of bed. Like, she just has this crazy smile. Like, she's always happy to see me in the morning. She's a little night owl. <laughs> so she'd be trying it at 1 a.m. And I'm like, nah, sis, go to bed. But by the time the morning runs, um, comes around, she's up and she's happy and that's that's it for me like it's a smile for me you know like as long as I see that smile in the morning life is good I'm blessed no complaints so sorry for the delay y'all thanks for the patience that is my birth story and I can't wait to get back to recording more episodes of get up 10 
more interviews, more life lessons on my end. And let me tell you, y'all, your girl's going through it right now. So I'm definitely about to have some fire episodes on life lessons coming up for you guys. But yeah, if there's anything else specific you guys want to hear about, definitely hit me up and let me know. Thanks for listening to this episode. Bearing with me because I definitely recorded this episode over like two different days because, like I said, my life is on her timeline now. So, yeah, I hope you guys have an amazing week. Yeah.